Welcome to Sports Trebuchet. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. And good thing we don't have a sports podcast with uh, <laughs> with, with the whole world being shut down, except for uh, Mexican Mexican League Soccer, I think, is the only thing going on right now. And Turkish. Turkish League Soccer. The Turkish have always uh, been reckless. Because well, Turkish League Soccer got angry at John Obi Mikel. They said that if you don't like it, you can go home. So he went home. <laughs> also, uh, you know, it's fitting that the Mexican League is still going on since this is the coronavirus. So we have myself, Kyle, and Josh. And really? last year no we summer. did last year we did uh, a March <laughs> Madness episode. Do you remember what we did? It was it was I think. Silly nicknames for teams, right? It was the team nickname. It was teams yes. nicknames, yeah. Okay, so we mentioned on that show, we've mentioned him a bunch of times, that our producer, Kyle from Texas, spelled K-Y-L-E, uh, helped us put that together. So we tasked... A long way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, arguable, uh, but not really. And we asked him to make another bracket, and he asked us what the topic should be. And we didn't really have an idea. So we ended up using all of them. And to help us through this tournament, we actually have Kyle from Texas on the line. Kyle, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hello. <laughs> like he just <laughs> dialed in and he had been sitting there awkwardly this whole time. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Longtime supporter, uh, longtime friend of mine in real life and of the other two uh, less time. but In virtual still. life. Yeah, virtual. Oh, Kyle. Kyle, you never met him, did you? No, because I wasn't hanging out with him then, was I? No, I didn't know who he was. Cool. So IRL buddies, me and Kyle from Texas. uh, And for the rest of the show, it'll probably be Keel that we'll be referring to as the the official host of of Trebuchet. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be hard to do this. No, I mean... So before we get started, before we get started on the bracket, I had a question for you guys. And it, and it made me think because it happened to me when I went to the grocery store today to get some necessities. So it's coronavirus season, flu season, and allergy season, right? Yes. Have you Correct. ever... We're all of kind of varying age here, but we're all pretty close together. And we're getting into that age where I thought maybe I had a tickle in my nose, like I was about to sneeze. And I thought, like, fuck, I'm getting sick. Like, this is it. I'm about to walk into the grocery store. They see me sneeze. They must be horrified. But it was actually just an overgrown, like, nail. Or, I'm sorry, an overgrown nose hair. Like, peeking out. Yeah, I don't know why nail. Uh, Nose hair, like, sticking out and tickling the edge of my nose. Do you guys have that happen? Yes, I also have a weird hair that kind of, one hair that will grow out of my ear. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fucking weird. Um, it's an antenna. Dina, Dina will see it and she'll like hone in on it and just rip it out. Oh um, no! Yeah, I mean, it's either her or me that rips it out. It, so weird. you won't. So you'll rip out a, an ear hair, but you won't get a Brazilian because you lost the fantasy Premier League. It's a good point. Um, nobody, nobody won that either because it's not <laughs> hasn't ended. So it's still ongoing. We're still waiting for the comeback. We will, we will defer to the FA for that ruling. <laughs> to answer the question, uh, no, I do have what I have though is one singular mustache hair that grows upwards for some reason and then tickles my nostril, which is fucking horrific, and that that is just as bad. 
And Kyle from Texas. What was the verdict? Um, yes, Jessica likes to point out my long nose hairs when they get out of control. Yeah, having having the mustache is difficult because sometimes you'll have a little sword fight between your nose hairs and your mustache. It's never, it's well, never ideal. With, uh, the problem with Josh is that like his is on the outside part of his mustache, which he had to shave into like a, a, a Charlie Chaplin or a Hitler. <laughs> I was waiting for. I was, I was waiting open, for somebody. Uh, I was, I was wondering. I, I was confused as to why you didn't go that way. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm glad we all laid out on him. <laughs> yeah. To force me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it didn't land, so he just turns hard right into Hitler. <laughs> oh, the jab didn't hit. Let me throw this. Uh, this haymaker. He's been watching too much CNN. I think. <laughs> So, Kyle from Texas, I will let you pick up and take this tournament however you want to read it, whichever side or side of the bracket you want to. Uh, if you want to introduce the four divisions, I guess. I don't know what we're calling them. The four regions. Four regions. Okay. Yeah. No March Madness has me rusty. Yeah, absolutely. And Marty, it was sports and nicknames last year and the crappers want it. How could you forget that? No, I, I don't know why I just had a brain fart when it happened, because I remember like specifically how much fun it was going through the team names. I, I spent hours on that last year. Yeah, you giggled the, the you giggled the entire time you gave me. What was what was that African team you included, Kyle? Do you remember? <laughs> I do. Um, the Dangerous Darkies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. All right, so the four groups we have, we or the four regions, we have a bad side of the bracket and a good side. The bad regions are villains and and um, scary animals. The good re- or the good side of the bracket are sports jerseys and best finishers in wrestling. Um, so what would what would y'all like to do first, Josh? I'll, I'll leave it to well, you since you're the last one to get here. The way I'm seeing it, uh, I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. Uh, we were supposed to be here at 8.30, and I was here at 8.30. Um, so. <laughs> that's, a weird, that's, a, that's a weird call out. That wasn't a passive-aggressive thing. I just figured last person in chooses. Um, well, looking at the brackets, right, like, I, I'm, a, I'm an orderly man. I like to go in, in order, so I guess we'll start right. at villains. Do we want to do right. clockwise, or do you want to do, like... Do you know how tempted I was to start on jerseys to do the whole opposite side of the road? Gag. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, and to, to be fair, this is, or just to be clear with everybody, this is sports villains, not just villains in general. Yeah, yeah this sports is sports villains. villains. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not Ray Lewis going up against uh, the Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Confu- <laughs> <so> confusing. <laughs> Thanos versus Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> All right. So on the sports villains, um, some of the bubble. Bubble teams that didn't quite make it. We have uh, Pete Rose, Jose Mourinho, LeVar Ball, Mike Tyson, Dennis Rodman, Johnny Football, A-Rod, Marge Schott, which is, uh, she was one of my favorites that didn't get voted in. <laughs> Marge Schott! Because she was a racist. Um, she was. Donald Sterling and Floyd Mayweather. Oh, Donald Sterling was one that I was hoping was going to make this list, just so we could get a little bit of juice for you, honey. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't quite make it. So how we rank this is: I had myself, my buddies Lucas and Travis and Jessica pick their top eight or top ten, 
And I just kind of average everything out, and that's how we got our top eight. So our first matchup is Aaron Hernandez versus Luis Suarez. I mean, (laughs) let's just – Luis Suarez, yeah, he bit some people. (laughs) Yeah, I guess – Aaron so Hernandez. Can somebody, is dead. can somebody give me? Can somebody give me a uh, like a time in life of Aaron Hernandez? Because I don't, I don't really know him. So if anybody okay, wants to got, give me their, uh, yeah. All right, I've got it right here. In 2013, he was convicted of murder of his cousin or his girlfriend's cousin. And before that, it has come out after the fact that he potentially, allegedly, murdered two guys because one of them spilled a drink on him in a nightclub. So he murdered two guys, played an NFL season, murdered another one, and then got arrested. For a Super Bowl champion, didn't they win with him? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah, yeah Patriot, it was him Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, God, what a duo. There, there's a there's a there's a, a Netflix uh, docu series if you want to watch it, Josh. Pretty it's fun. pretty interesting. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast. No, this is where we. This is where we've got on day five of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to see this. So, so for me, who wants to go first? Do you have, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Are we judging this on who's actually worse? Because like Hernandez is obviously worse, but is his legacy as bad as Suarez? And the only reason I even bring that up is because. We're about a month and a half removed from news breaking that some player in soccer bit another player in the dick, and everyone on this podcast thought of Luis Suarez. I guarantee it. <laughs> yes, but Aaron Hernandez murdered three people and then killed himself in, in, in a. In so a, allegedly. So Marty, if on that you know on that topic, if. A, an athlete murders someone 20 years from now, we'll all still think of Aaron Hernandez. Did we think of OJ when Aaron killed somebody? Because I didn't. But OJ, he wasn't in his football career when it happened. I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, I'm going to pick Aaron Hernandez. Can I Can I make the counter-argument that he may have killed three people, but Suarez killed the hopes and dreams of the entire country of Ghana on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's not a country that gets an entire great amount of hopes and dreams in the first place. No, they don't get a fair shake. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. Uh, Kofi Kingston did win the net, the world championship. Oh, that's a good point. Well, he had to share that kind of accolades. With I thought Jamaica, he was. Though. I thought he was Jamaican. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I'm going to go Hernandez. Josh? Well, I'm going to go Suarez just because I have to, really. He's about the only player I know in this bracket, so I'm going with him. That's not true. (laughs) All right, so Hernandez wins. Um, Our second matchup, um, Josh or Kyle and Marty probably know a little bit more about this, but Josh, I've got some information here for you. It's our all linebacker matchup. We have Vontez Burfecht against Ray Lewis. So I know Burfecht. I do not know Lewis, but I'm very okay. familiar with Perfect. All right, so Perfect has come out recently that he's probably responsible for Antonio Brown's CTE that has caused him to go crazy. <laughs> and then also, during his time in the NFL, Perfect has missed a total of 22 games due to suspension, roughly 19% of his career. 
In monetary terms, he, terms he's cost himself $4.6 million in salary and been fined nine other times, costing himself over $400,000. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Ray Lewis pled, pled guilty in 2000 to obstruction of justice in connection with stabbing deaths of two men. Allegedly, he was the one that. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, Super Bowl weekend. Allegedly, he was the one that stabbed them. Allegedly, and and then afterwards, he came back and you know became this inspirational leader and was just a bunch of bullshit. And and that's why I hate him is the aftermath is he came back from all of that just a a new guy and all that shit. Yeah, there you go. He uh, he kind of did the Shawn Michaels bit of born again Christian after he killed, but I don't think Michaels killed a guy. And also his uh, you know his his weak side linebacker wasn't God. So <laughs> do you remember when Shawn Michaels teamed up with God? <laughs> I do. I enjoyed that a lot. That was a thing. There was a spotlight that was just shining on the side of the, on the ring apron. So I'm gonna. Pick Ray Lewis here as the five seed only because of what you mentioned, Kyle, with the hypocrisy kind of of everything. Uh, it is interesting to me though that Perfect missed more games than uh, than Ray Rice did, and he <laughs> didn't. And uh, and Ray Rice wasn't doing the hitting on the field. <laughs> Ray Rice is just dragging people out of the Yeah, surprised that wasn't a bubble pick too, by the way, now that I think about it. But yeah, I'm going to yeah, go Ray Lewis. I missed him completely. He is very small. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Burpitt. Uh He's just because he's a, he's a repeat offender. He's done it so many times. I'm surprised he's still in the league. Well, as far as we know, Ray Lewis isn't a repeat offender. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right, Josh, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, perfect for me as well. Um, I was going to make the repeat offender argument with Suarez, but because he's bit so many people and stamped on so many people, but they all lived after, so I couldn't really make that. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, because Hernandez is also a repeat offender. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Kyle on that one and say perfect. All right. All right, our 3-6 matchup, we have Roger Goodell against Michael Vick. So, Roger Goodell is the NFL commissioner and just a grade-A douche. He, um, you know, judge, jury, executioner, just does whatever the hell he wants to. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you hate him extra, like I do. Um, So, he's our three seed, and then Michael Vick is our six seed with the dogs. The dog fighting, all that good stuff. Um, He, obviously, he's tried to make amends for that, and... uh, Got some things to help out, but he still was able to make our list. I'm going to pick last here, by the way. All right, Josh, you first. So I'm picking Roger. Um, I didn't know anything about Vic at the time. I don't like Vic is one of those ones that passed me by. I I came in too late. Um, But I do enjoy uh, Roger Goodell getting consistently booed at every single NFL draft, and he's very (laughs) easy to dislike. So uh, I'm happy to give the X-Pack heat to him and, and add my vote to Roger. All right. Um, yeah, Goodell's an asshole, but uh, Vic was in charge of a dogfighting ring. I mean, all that shit that came out and then the 30 for 30 that brought it back to life after uh, they started to shower him with, like, ooh, he's the captain of the, uh, of the Pro Bowl team. Um, like, it's one of those things that, like, he, I feel like, 
sure, let him live his life because he is, has tried to make amends for it, but don't, like, glorify him and put him in, in, the, in the limelight. Um, I gotta go, Vic, that whole deal. I mean, he, he went to prison for it. All right, Marty. So, for Vic, I'm hesitant to pick him, if only because he was on an AAF offensive staff at one point. So, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I do I do respect <laughs> uh, the recovery he's done. Yeah, he killed that league too. <laughs> <laughs> but did he but did he chain it and then electrocute it cuz I don't think he did that like he did with oh. the dogs. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to pick uh, Michael Vick as as the worst out of the two. All right, our first upset. All right, and uh, now we're on to the 2-7 matchup. We have the 2017 Astros versus Tanya Hardy. When we were ranking these, my buddy Travis that was helping us out, he said, um, basically on his rankings, he said, just give me the rapists, murderers, and domestic abusers. Include the 2017 Astros in all three categories. (laughs) (laughs) So we obviously know about that. Um, Josh, you know about Tanya Hardy? Yeah, these two, I don't know anything about 2017 Astros. I've heard of uh, Harding, but I don't know jack about her. So I'm going to need a total lesson on both of these. All right, real quick. So 2017 Astros won the championship. It came out later that they were using technology and banging on trash cans to steal signs from the pitcher. They had a camera in center field that would pick up on the pitch, and they would bang a trash can if it was going to be an off-speed pitch or a fastball. And then their apology tour this year has just kind of been like, oh, we're, we're super sorry. We didn't mean to do anything. And we really don't think it gave us a competitive advantage, and that's kind of made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, is why also, we did it for the entire season. Well, there's yeah. also the possibility that they were wearing buzzers underneath their uh, underneath jerseys, their jersey, yeah. Um, to kind of so that their video people could tip them off to, uh, to whatever pitches were coming in. So. Sign stealing is definitely a thing in baseball, and if you're on second base and you can try to figure out the signs that the catcher is throwing down, that's all well and good. But when you have a camera trained on them, so you don't have to have anybody on base, and you're just you're just looking at it, you know, every pitch, it's it's cheating. It's cheating. And then also the owner, yeah, the owner came out and said, uh, you know, we, I don't really feel too much remorse because we were a good team. We would have won anyways. Yeah. Put it in perspective, Josh, during the 2017 World Series, they faced Clayton Kershaw, which he's arguably the best pitcher in baseball, and he threw 51 off-speed pitches that game and did not get one swing and miss. So they knew every one of those was coming. Gotcha. So they're definitely cheats. Yes. And then so Tanya Harding during, I believe it was the 94 Olympics. It might have been 90. Yeah, 94 Winter Olympics. She was a figure skater. An American figure skater, and she had her ex-boyfriend take a metal pipe to the knee of her biggest competitor right before the USA Championships. That was the, to get the Ooh. spot to go to the US, go to the go to the Olympics. Yeah. Yes. So that was a huge thing here in Nadia. Yeah, that was that was uh, it was all over the place. And since then, she's done porn and celebrity boxing. <laughs> not in the same shoot not at the same time not yes. the same. trailer park wizard over yes. here alright so listen Kyle's from East going. Texas you gotta be easy about the whole trailer park thing <laughs> <laughs> hey now hey 
Um, uh, give me Tanya Harding, actually. Ooh, um, oh. I'm going to go, as much as I hate the, uh, I hate the Astros, and they, I mean, one of the teams that they beat during that run was the Yankees to get to the World Series. They seem to uh, lose every game on the road against the Yankees that year and won every game at home, which is, you know, fun. But Harding <laughs> kneecapped, some, had somebody kneecapped, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's it's terrible. And you got to hold the porn against her, too. Yeah, I'm I'm second in that because I don't know either of them, obviously, but that is like, I swear to God, like almost every single gangster movie and sports movie has taken a leaf out of her book since then. Um, so I'm going with her. Oh, we um, have it. Well, and you'll also see, Josh, if you ever look it up, you'll see Nancy Kerrigan laying on the ground at the championships, grabbing her knee, going, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's so awful. Well, that's brutally tragic. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Marty, what's your vote? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to vote for the Astros. Uh, a little bit surprised that the baseball purist, Kyle, didn't vote for the Astros, to be honest with you, but it's I hate every... <laughs> no, that's, that's, it is true. Someone that's spent their entire life preparing for the Olympics <laughs> then getting kneecapped. Uh, but I'm going to vote for Astros because I'll never vote for anything uh, involving Houston. Thank you. All right. So, hey, um, on the preparing their entire li- life for Olympics, can we start calling the coronavirus the kneecap of viruses? <laughs> it's going to cancel the Olympics. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're down to our four here. We got the number one seed, Aaron Hernandez, against the four seed, Vontez Perfect. I, I got to go. I gotta go, Hernandez. I, 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 it's that's such a strong number one. All right, I'd like to go second, Josh, if you'll allow me to. Yep, 100%. Uh, we've seen we've seen what CTU, CTE can do to people, uh, specifically Chris Benoit. And though Aaron Hernandez did kill three people, the amount of people that Perfect has affected and potentially expedited CTE. And their victims, I feel like it's a bigger, uh, bigger impact here. So I'm going to choose perfect. All right, Josh, tiebreaker. Well, you see, it all depends on if you flatten the curve, Marty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm going uh, Hernandez because he's a literal murderer. So I'm going to go with that guy. All right. And um, the upset side of the bracket here, we have Michael Vick versus Tanya Harding. Uh, I'm going to go Vic. Uh, murdered a ton of dogs. Like, brutally murdered a ton of dogs, or at least oversaw it. Um, but there's no dog Olympics. Don't care. There's a puppy bowl. <laughs> there is a puppy bowl. And Crofts. Josh. Yeah, I am pro-dog, so I am anti-Vic, so I'm going with him. All right, yeah, Marty. I guess I guess I'll pick Vic in the sweep. All right. So now we will have when we get to that point, we will have Hernandez versus Vic for the championship. <laughs> that's, gonna be, that's gonna be a that's good a one. Tough one. That's a All tough right. One. So Kyle, where do you want to go next? Scary animals, jerseys, or finishers? Um, let's go finishers. All right. So on this one, um, no one I know besides you three watch wrestling, so I had to put this group together myself. <laughs> Probably better so for if it. You're, if yeah. you're mad. About the rankings, just vote, vote however you want. I might have left some out. Bite me. All right, so we're going to go with one seed, the RKO, against the eight seed, Red Arrow. 
that's a tough one. I'm a huge diamond cutter mark, so I'm going to go RKO. Kyle, feel free to chime in. Oh, God. That's a tough one. No one wants to be the tiebreaker on this. And and Marty, the reason I went RKO... RKO over Diamond Cutter is because of how like mainstream the RKOs come with all the memes and gifts and everything. So that's why that one got the nod. Would you say that it took the one seat out of nowhere? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the thing that's like super versatile and the way that Orton has used it, like how he's gotten into it. The Red Arrow is incredibly impressive looking. Um, but I'm gonna go with the RKO because of like all the different ways that he's gotten into it. Yep, same. I just wanted to see, give Kyle the chance to not kind of trash it early. Uh, to RKO. be on the wrong side of history. <laughs> yeah, RKO all day, every day. Okay, That's, all right. It's an incredibly strong eight seed, though. The red arrow. Yeah, it was. All right, so our four or five is the mandible claw against the curb stop and. The four is the mandible claw, and what I loved about it is when mankind would squeal while he had it on. <laughs> it was just so so frightening as a as a young child watching that. And then the curb stop is obviously one of the coolest looking things ever. And then American History X, the movie, made that popular as well. And then it got <laughs> and then it got banned, and then he was able to bring it back. So that was why it made it to the five scene. So specifically, this is mankind's mandible claw, not the fiends. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, he brought it back, but like when I think of Mandible Claw, I think of Mankind, don't you? Yes, no, me too. Yep, I do. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go curb stuff. Uh, I think it's more visually pleasing to see. Um, the Mandible Claw kind of got a little jokey. By the end of it, I mean, obviously, he was using a sock that he pulled out of his pants. Um, yeah, I'm pre- ah, yeah, this yeah. is pre-sock mandible claw. Like, but yeah, yeah but I get what you're saying. It's still a mandible claw. Um, yeah. Give me, uh, give me the curb stop. Um, it also took out Brock Lesnar. So. I am going to go with the mandible claw because it has just a bigger impact for the same reasons uh, Kyle from Texas laid out as a kid. That character was one of my favorites, but also that was like super horrifying, <laughs> like the whole bit. So I'm going with some of those uh, those mankind uh, Undertaker matches from '96. Before mankind was brain damaged, you mean? Yeah, before yeah, he threw like, him off the helmet. So like really skinny mankind. All right, so Josh, I'm the tiebreaker. I am going to go with Curb Stomp for the same reason Marty went with Mandible Claw. Uh, well, kind of. It's all more based on emotion than it is on the move itself. When I was a kid, I couldn't stand Mankind. I just didn't get it. I didn't care about it. Dude love Cactus Jack, the works. Like I just didn't care at all. Um, never been a Foley fan. So for that reason, the Mandible Claw can, can go away. All out, right. out of the competition. Pretty solid four or five matchup there. So, all right, it is. So our, it is. Our three six matchup is the Razor's Edge, and you know, growing up watching wrestling, that was the coolest looking one ever. And then the the six seed is the Bonsai Drop from Yokozuna because he was my most hated person in wrestling. So I um, had to include him in here. And then 
having 600 pounds dropped on your chest. Seems like it would hurt. <laughs> Josh, you want to start this one? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Scott Hall, Rage Ramon, whatever, uh, is one of my faves as a kid. He is the boy. So I am definitely going with that because, A, it is a badass finisher, and B, uh, he's he is one of the people that I really liked as a kid. Um, so he is the one. That's that's my pick. Um, give me give me the, uh, the Razor's Edge as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's too cool. It's it's it was a super fun move. Like yeah, yeah. I, as much as I love Yokozuna and how ridiculous and how amazing how he could do it without really putting a lot of his weight on that guy's chest because that's a lot of weight coming down. Pretty awesome, but yeah, Razor's Edge was too cool of a move. Yeah, I think if uh, I was going to go Razor's Edge too, and besides the fact that the move looks really excellent, I think it's impossible to probably separate the move from the performer. And the bonsai drop is only cool because it was Yokozuna. I don't think it, it's it's that effective with a lot of other people. If you tried giving it, say, if Kevin Nash was doing the bonsai drop, it's not effective, right? So what you're saying call is it squisher though. If Finn Balor did the bonsai drop, it wouldn't be effective. Yeah, he, he basically, did, yeah, he he basically <laughs> does with his stomp. <laughs> he ends up landing, yeah, on his butt typically after he lets his feet roll off. Yeah, I'm going to go Razor's Edge. All right. And now our 2 7. Uh, both uh, what we discussed a little bit before the podcast while we were waiting on Josh, obviously, was um, this one involves uh, some good uh, <laughs> foot action here. We have what probably my favorite. Um, that got beat out a little bit by the RKO, RKO just because of the mainstream, is the punt, Randy Orton again, and then versus Sweet Chin Music. And it was on there just because of the emotion and the setting it up and everything, and that was always really cool to see with Shawn Michaels. So go ahead. Um, first of all, this is the matchup that Rex Ryan likes the most. <laughs> um, give me Sweet Chin Music. Uh, it's been in so many iconic uh, moments. I um, mean, specifically him ending Ric Flair's career and looking at him and saying, I love you. And, and then, and then kicking his head off. It's the same way I say bye to Kyle. Every time he leaves the house, <laughs> Just yeah. I cry. I say, I love you. And I sweet gin music his ass at the front door. <laughs> well, what's really fun is that Marty also throws his back out every time he does it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucked for weeks. <laughs> I'm going to go sweet chin music as well. I, oh, the, punt, the punts, I think, is pretty cool, but I, that was a dark period. I didn't watch a whole lot, so I didn't see the Legend Killer run. But if we're going on Legend Killer status, I'd say retiring Ric Flair should probably qualify, and that's why I'm putting Sweet Tune Music up there. Well, not that it matters, but I was going to go with uh, the punt because it's probably the only move. Well, curb stomp too, but of all of the moves in there, that one is the uh, most legit likely to give you brain damage and end your life. So I always thought it was a lot of fun when Psycho Randy would do a punt, and then it actually got outlawed because of the amount of concussions it was causing. So I was going to go with the punt. So at least it, at least it got one vote. It always made me giggle that if anybody needed some time off, Randy Orton punted them. <laughs> Every single time. Oh, yeah. yeah. If someone was, needed to get a new sleeve tattoo, they, they got punted right beforehand. <laughs> um, so now we're into the four. We've got the number one RKO against the number five seed, Curb Stock. Um, really I'm going to say RKO because didn't 
Randy hit an RKO on Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins went for a curb stop. Yeah, at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I I'm gonna go RKO as well. Yep, RKO for me as well. Easy peasy. Clean, sweet. And the other side, uh, Razor's Edge, the three seed against Sweet Chin Music, the seven seed. Um, Razor's Edge. Once again, it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm going to go with Sweet Chin Music. And I do think the super kick is overused now. Um, But at the same time, like, his, his. It was different. Yeah, his super kick was excellent, um, and like you said, like he could, he did it at the same impact as the RKO. You could hit it out of nowhere, um, and I've always liked HPK as well. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, so I guess in the tiebreaker, yeah, I, uh, three, isn't it? Oh yeah, and Josh made a good point though. Like the sweet chin music, it's not its fault that everybody uses super kicks now. Yeah, but there is almost no other move that looks like the razor's edge it's being done regularly at all so i think i think that with a little bit of uh kind of that his career ended so short comparatively because of his you know alcohol and drug addictions and all that other stuff uh ah, i'm gonna go razor's edge all right so we will when we get back to it we'll have the RKO versus the Razor's Edge. Well, Sheamus was doing, was doing a version of that. Was he? Yeah, that's when he first came in. That was his finisher before. He was it like the Celtic Cross or something? Yeah, that's what he called it. Yep. Not as cool of a name. No. No, not at all. All right. He's so also not as cool of a guy. <laughs> that is true. And he's real pasty. Jessica always says he looks like mayonnaise. He's also a huge, huge Liverpool supporter. Also, oh, Kyle's, yeah, and that, and Kyle, uh, Kyle's wife. <laughs> her favorite wrestler, or was at one point? Uh, no, when we went to the that one uh, that one show, um, she bought the shirt that said "fella" across the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, a big oh, your boy. I'm a big jersey mark, so let's go with best jerseys. All right, so y'all have this. You know, obviously, this is good podcasting because we're talking about jerseys that you can't see. But let's see what we can do here. Some of the jerseys that did not make this. Um, were, you know, any any Oregon one, but particularly for me, the Oregon yellow. Um, the Houston Oilers. Josh, you'll appreciate these next three. The Germany 98 jersey, which I believe inspired their 2014 jersey. The whole city 92 jersey, which was just basically a whole jersey that was tiger striped. It was awful, but <laughs> awesome. Um, so it was like Zubaz on a shirt? Yeah, pretty much. The, if you ever get a chance, look up the whole city 1992 jersey. It's fantastic. Um, the England 1980 World Cup jersey was so sweet to me. And then any combination of the Pittsburgh Pirate baseball jerseys, I love black and yellow, so that was always one that uh, – but it did not get voted through. You would have loved my high school then, those were our uh, high school colors. And our baseball uniforms were built after the Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh ones, the ones that had like the uh, – they're like the gray that had the different colored shirt underneath it. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, I'm a fan of baseball jerseys. You can do a lot with a good baseball jersey. Yeah. All right. So, our number one seed is we have the Astros jersey. 
versus the Chargers powder blue from way back in the day and that they've kind of brought back. So the Astros throwback with the red and yellow and the star versus the Chargers powder blue. Go ahead. Um, I, I've always loved those Chargers colors. Like, always loved them. Where you are for black and yellow, I am for blue and yellow. I really, really enjoy the color scheme. Uh, the Astros jersey, that kind of sun gradient, is is really a cool, 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 really cool look. And because there's so many teams that have gone with the powder blue and yellow, even though I just said I would never vote for something for Houston, I'm going to pick the Astros alternate. Hmm. I love both of those uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be contrarian, because I love them both, uh, give me the Chargers. I actually have a Philip Rivers powder blue uh, jersey. Yeah, do really? I do. I um. So when I was working at Red Robin, we had a uh, on Sundays they were like, "You guys can wear football jerseys." So I didn't want everybody else is wearing Panthers jerseys because you know. Charlotte, and I was like, I'm going to get something that's totally random, and then I went out and got Philip Rivers powder blue. All right, Josh, tiebreaker. Uh, I am going with the Chargers as well um, Ooh, because yeah. I prefer that color scheme a lot more, and I really don't like that Astros uniform. It looks Damn. just like the worst amalgamation of like Spanish football jerseys you could imagine, <laughs> and I just can't. It's just not it. I do not like it at all. I think I think it's a culture thing too because I, there's so many pictures from the 80s and the 90s seeing you, players wearing those uniforms and it just it was so cool and like a retro looking because it was used in the 70s and the 80s. When you say 70s, 70s sports time. jersey, you think of that Houston Astros jersey. Yeah, there's and that's why that I think of, and that's one of them. Yeah, that's why you get the – that's why that was the number one seed and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one will be coming up as the two seed is because when you think of awful football jersey that is really awesome, that's the one you think of. All right, so our 4-5 matchup is the Padres-Brown jersey. That's the same – it's kind of the same boat as the Astros alternate. I've always loved the Padres' weird jerseys, and it – it's going up against the Montreal Expos, which no longer exists, Josh. They're now the Washington Nationals. They had some really cool – their logo to me is awesome, and that powder blue and red was just was a sweet combination. So I'm going to take over right here. I'm going to say that powder blue is used too much in baseball at that time. And I'm also going to say that that Padres jersey was the better 70s jersey than, than the Astros. Give me the Padres. Ooh. All right. Hot take. I I like the Expos jersey better. Just flat out. The brown and yellow scheme reminds me of Wyoming. <laughs> and and there's a lot of I, I I feel like there's gotta be a lot of cool ways to use yellow and brown on any kind of uniform, and I've yet to see one that I actually liked. So I'm gonna go with the Expos. All right, Josh, tiebreaker. I'm going to go with the, uh, the the Padres. I prefer it. Uh, if I had to pick one of those, you know, like whatever it was, like seven East jerseys, that one wins by a landslide compared to the Astros. God, I'm getting my ass kicked on this. I was just about to say, Marty, you're 0-2 here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not doing great. All right, so our 3-6 matchup is the old soccer matchup. Um, 
The three seed is the 1990 or 1988 Netherlands soccer jersey. Um, it's just orange, um, but it's super sweet little design on it. Against my favorite USA jersey of all time, the 2014 Bomb Pop jerseys. That just to me, that's what the USA jersey should be 100% of the time. Discuss. I love that U.S. jersey, but I have an affinity for orange. And um, that Netherlands jersey reminds me weird, right? Um, (laughs) Netherlands jersey reminds me a bit of the Nigeria. That's not a bad shout at all. It wouldn't be surprising if they'd uh, if they'd been influenced by that. Yeah, similar patterns for sure. Yeah, and And that was a badass uniform, and that looks super good. Uh, give me another one. Uh, I really, really like the American kit, but that Holland kit is uh, is undeniably badass. So I'm going to go with with that as well. Uh, same. It looks like it should be in every single sports commercial ever. Um, with just anybody wearing it could pull it off hey, if they're doing it's fantastic. football things. It is excellent. In any any Netherlands jersey, every jersey they've had, and I'm sure they might have had one or two that were awful. They're fantastic. Like the new ones we were discussing the other day, the black with the orange like piping, it's fantastic. Yeah. So you can't. I mean, they have nailed the jerseys. It's a great color scheme. Yes, it really is. It's it's up there with with black and gold because it's really dark color with really really light color. It's yeah, it works very right. very well together. Contrasting, right. you might say. Weird, right? Our two seven. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Josh. This is what you think of when you think of. 70s football. It is the old cream sickle jersey. It is the jersey they wore when they went 0 and 14 or whatever that season. <laughs> Just awful football. And that jersey was fun, you know, fun highlights to watch. And I really like, I know Marty said you like blue and yellow. I really do like the throwback pit jerseys for uh, college football. And um, that's a, to me the, one of the sweetest jerseys going on right now. And they've actually, yeah, they're doing it full time now. It's now their main jersey. Nice, and that it's so much better than anything else they've done recently. Agreed. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll agree with that, but fuck Pitt. So uh, give me, um, give me uh, fucking Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Pitt, the Pitt uniform. Oh, Josh tiebreaker. Lord. Well, I'm going to go with Tampa. Nice. Thank you, Marty. You're zero and three on tiebreakers here. Just, I'm disgusted. I'm just absolutely <laughs> disgusted. We're gonna have All the right. Tampa Bay going up against Holland. <laughs> I only really, I only really went for it because I like the NFL over college football. Just a, a final fuck you to your college football, Marty. <laughs> yeah, that's <not> a- <laughs> and it's the perfect team to say fuck you to because Pittsburgh is the worst. Yeah, there you go. Town. Even better. Sorry for all those dozens of listeners in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> so now we have the eight seed, the Chargers powder blue against the four seed, the Padres brown. Chargers. Potty rays. Chargers. Oh, Easily. All right. You won one, Marty. Ooh, thank God. All right. And our other one, we have the Netherlands 1988 World Cup jersey against the Buccaneers creamsicle jersey. Netherlands. Down. Yeah, Netherlands for me as well, and it's it's part because the color, but I also think genuinely the pattern. It's so it's such a cool looking pattern. Yep, thirded. It's nice. Just, it's just the best. It's so nice. good. 
All right, so that we will have our matchup of the Netherlands versus the San Diego Chargers. And I will say during our ranking process, the Netherlands jersey was my number one. I've got it right here. That was actually my number one, so I agree with you guys. All right, so now scary animals. Um, Josh, I hope you're able to look up some of these while we talk about them. And yeah, I've got a little bit of backstories on some you might not be as familiar with or if any of y'all need anything. So, scary animals. Some of the scary animals that did not make the cut. The cobra, lion, the por- Portuguese man of war, the black <laughs> mamba, the poison dart frog. Kobe Bryant should not be in here. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's unnecessary. I mean, you know, it's, me. it's with the times. All right, so our number one versus number eight. We have the great white shark against the anglerfish. All right, so... If you want to look up the anglerfish, um, basically my write-up on it is Nat Geo called it the ugliest animal on the planet. And they're, during mating, the female absorbs the male. So that's pretty uh, pretty <laughs> scary. Uh, and then the great white shark, um, you know, we all know what it is. They can detect a drop of blood in 25, one drop of blood in 25 gallons of water. They're the only shark known to lift its head above the sea surface to gaze at objects. So that's kind of scary to me as well. And, um, yeah, so that's it. There's, there's probably been a shark that's seen you tanning on the beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> naked. Just being disgusted. Naked, yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's great white shark. Um, they are like the the apex predator of the ocean, really, ain't they? They've been around for millions the upon millions of years. Ocean. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And they do tend to come out of nowhere as well. So, um. no, the Randy Orton of the, of the water is the, is the water moccasin. Come on. I'm really, really enjoying this tonight. But uh, great, great white shark for me. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm going to go. So, the anglerfish, undeniably ugly. But the great white shark for me is the one that I probably. If there was one that I have a chance to encounter, that'll be the one. I'm not going to be deep enough for an anglerfish, I don't think. So I'm going to go with the great white shark. Not only uh, that, but you could probably... I would fancy I my chance with uh, with just punching an anglerfish to death, Neil yeah. style. It's not going to um, It's not gonna absorb <laughs> me. Like, if, if a great white shark comes out of the sea and it's on the beach, I'm still not going to try and punch it. But an anglerfish, I'm happy to go over and punch it to death. Try to knock its light out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my vote doesn't matter, but it would have been the Great White Shark. Uh, All right. It's, Clean its ability to kill you is, uh, yeah. All right. So now we are into the 4-5 matchup. We have the Grizzly Bear and the Saltwater Crocodile. A couple of things I noted on the Grizzly Bear that really kind of freaked me out is they eat other bears. You know what? you got to be a badass to eat other bears. And that they are faster than Usain Bolt. So that thing will eat other bears and can outrun you. That's kind of scary. The saltwater crocodile kills hundreds of people each year and is the world's largest reptile. Go ahead. Uh, quick question. When the bear catches up with you running faster than Usain Bolt, does it do like the arm point that Usain does? <laughs> it right might, before, right before right, it as kills it, you. As it like mauls you. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it runs past you and points at you then turns around and gets you. I think for me, like I'm going to give my argument for the saltwater crocodile here because this thing is a beast. It has a literal death roll in its armory of moves, like a death roll. It's also 
been like on Earth for what, like four or five million years, and it's still one of the bitiest creatures like that is on Earth. <laughs> like, it's an absolute bad man. It can. Oh, hang on, I've got a factoid of the sort of water crocodile <laughs> here. It can sub be submerged underwater up to an hour before ambushing its prey. It is just a beast. It's just a beast. It's also the most dangerous creature in Australia. And Australia is where everything is dangerous. <laughs> so if it, that is the most dangerous creature in Australia and nothing in four million years has become more dangerous, like that is a landslide of a winner for me. I'm solid argument. I'm, I'm pro crocodile as well on this, on this one. Um, man, the, the 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 bite force on those things, and they're not slow when they get out of the water. They can they can sprint at you. I, I'm I'm yeah. Give me the give me the crocodile. Yeah the 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 game changer here for me was when I looked up the grizzly bear weight, and on average it's 600 pounds. And the average weight for the uh, saltwater croc starts at 880 pounds for an eight adult male, <laughs> like, and then can get up to 2,200 pounds. It is basically a death boat. So I'm going to go with the saltwater croc as well. And all Plain it's going to do is it, it, it's not going to rip you apart. It's going to grab you and then drown you. Yeah, I can also <laughs> throw. I can also throw food and maybe get the bear away. You could throw if you know if you had a dead chicken or something. You could throw it to get the saltwater croc away. You don't Maybe carry dead chickens around with you. That's true, but I also feel like I could see a bear coming where the croc could hide in the water and I not see it. It's scarier to me. Okay. All right. So now we have the smallest one in our uh, bracket: the brown recluse spider. Uh, and Josh, this might not be as much to you, but they're real prevalent in the south and midwest um their venom is more potent than a rattlesnake obviously they don't, they don't admit as much venom but they do kill humans and they like to spend times in dark places and that kind of freaks me out too like you put on a shoe and there could be one in there Real, they, those things creep me out um and they are going against a rather large opponent in the hippo things i read about the hippo that kind of creeps me out where they can run up to 30 miles an hour so they're fast and fat and then they kill about 300 humans a year, and they sweat a blood-like substance when they get excited. Jeez, that's metal as hell. <laughs> it's so metal. They also they also have the strongest bite force of any mammal on Earth. Like the hippo is an absolute beast. And when we were when I went and did my summer camp stuff, um, when I was in New York, they also gave us warnings about like the, the wildlife and the brown recluse was one of them because we had barns and they said that like they're, they're pretty prevalent in the barns there as well. So yeah, they like, don't they just like cause like necrotic like waste on you? If you, if they, wherever they bite you, it basically just like eats you inside out. I, I don't know, but I do know that my entire life, if I left a shoe outside, I would, bang it against the wall for 20 Minute. seconds to make sure that there wasn't a spider in it. Like, it, Not going to lie, it's one of the reasons I wear a lot of flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do that for comfort or ease. Um, Kyle no, does I mean, it because he's scared of spiders. That's, that's definitely high up there, but, uh, but definitely a, a, a factor is that I don't have to shake these things out. 
See what's up. Yeah, I think hippo is is horrifying, but also I'm an arachnophobe anyways, and the brown recluse is is uh my skin's been crawling since we've been on this topic, honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm so uncomfortable. So I'm going to pick the recluse. So I'm going to go with Hippo um, because it's an absolute monster. And the the uh, looking at the bracket, there's a certain other one on there that is a much scarier <laughs> spider to me. I can just stamp on a brown recluse. The other one I can't. Um, if you see it. If you see it. If I see it. On it. But... I'm not so worried about it as as much as I am about a hippo. If I had to be in a room with one, uh, I certainly wouldn't pick the hippo. And well, that's, it's massive. That's, that's a good point, actually. So. <laughs> but, but you know, if the, I'm in a room the with the possibility is there's a much more likely possibility that you're in a room with the brown recluse right now. True. Yeah, I, I can wake up and think that maybe a brown recluse just ran across my chest. Not so much a hippo. <laughs> well, no, because they weigh three tons, my. <laughs> like, if you're talking about like weight being a factor, three tons. Is tons the same thing in bread as it is in America? <laughs> it's, yes. That's actually how they measure. That's how they measure bread. <laughs> <laughs> Eight tons of bread, please. All right, Josh or uh, Kyle, tiebreaker. Ooh, okay, so to me this is way more of like a 2-3 matchup than <laughs> it is a 3-6. Uh, hippos are terrifying, um, but they're not the more immediate threat to me. I'm going to go with the brown recluse. All right, the um, three-seed advance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're the silent. All right, so this is the two seven is my most horrifying matchup on this thing, and I will explain a little bit on the second one, Josh, to kind of put it in perspective. But the two seed is the Goliath Bird Eater. If you don't know what it is, look it up. It's terrifying. Don't look it legs, up, please. Don't. I made that mistake. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely fine. I'm aware of what it is. Thank um, you. I don't know what it is. I'm looking at it right now. Oh. It is it has a leg span of twelve inches. It can jump a foot in the air. It's the world's heaviest spider and it throws barbed hairs from its abdomen. Jesus Christ. It's a chonky it is, boy. Yeah. It, it is battling the African honeybee. So the African honeybee is also known as the killer bee. They sting in great numbers. They were introduced to um, Brazil they, because they needed a bee that could survive the tropic climate. And they've slowly made their way uh, up north since then. So essentially, I, it, Marty, probably mid-90s or whatever, the, the killer bees made it to Texas. And I just yeah. remember being terrified because people were they were actually killing people in Texas. And, I mean, it wasn't a great number, but they had the ability to kill humans because of how much they stink. No, I can remember the news, the, the, the nightly news covering it once and then showing the graphic of, like, the bees migrating up towards Texas. And it felt like, probably what it felt like for all those people when they said that there was that big caravan of Central Americans coming <laughs> for the border. <laughs> Yeah, but it was actually death bees that were coming in. Uh, yeah, that was that was horrifying. All right, so discuss. We got the Goliath bird eater against the African honeybee. Um, I'm gonna go out and say, uh, first of all, the killer bees were a shit tag team. So, <laughs> um, give me the Goliath bird eater. That thing is absolutely terrifying, and everything you just said was incredibly metal. So, Josh. I'm going with the bee because uh, 
being alive, it can kill you and like fuck you up. And being dead, if all the bees go away, we're also fucked. So it's kind of a lose-lose position. Um, it's hard as fuck. So I'm going to go with the bee. All right, Marty. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the bees as well, actually, wow. just because the uh, the Goliath Bird Eater is is honestly. I feel like no, I don't. I I was trying to put my my out of all. If I put all eight in eight different rooms and got in a room with them, how I'd feel. Uh, Goliath Bird Eater was probably one of the scariest ones, but the honeybee would the point Josh made, and then also just growing up in fear of these death bees. I, I, I'm going to let it pass. I'm going to, I'm going to be the tiebreaker. All right. So the honeybee. Yeah. All right. So now we have the great white shark battling the saltwater croc. This should be a good matchup. I'm going to give the croc the, because it can be on both land and in water. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the saltwater croc. Go. Okay, I'm I'm going with the croc as well. Like it's just a beast. Like and anything that like I said, anything that can walk the earth for 4 million years on one of the most dangerous country masses of ever in Australia and be considered still the most dangerous. Nah, fuck that. The croc the croc wins for me. All right, Kyle, what's your vote, even though it doesn't uh, matter? We'll call it the All right, sweet. Yeah, it's a beast. All right, so now we got the brown recluse against the African honeybee. Kyle, you go first. Mm, okay. Um, Do you wear sandals to keep bees away? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> weird. Uh, I'm going to go with the African honeybee. And their, uh, and their strength in numbers. Okay, I'm going to go with the... Uh, I think I'm going to go with the B as well. All right. Well, Josh. that solves that. Uh, I was going to go with the recluse simply because that's the one that's been closest to me. Um, but, yeah, I- I'm perfectly happy with the B. All right, so we have all four brackets down to the championship, so we will knock through the bad side of the bracket real quick. Um, back to sports villains. We have Aaron Hernandez versus Michael Vick. Aaron Hernandez. God, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. That's a tough one. Aaron Hernandez. Josh? Yeah, I'm going with the same thing. Like He killed people, so he's a bad person. Okay, Marty. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm just going to pick Vic in support of the fallen AAF. But uh, <laughs> it's a weird reason to pick him. <laughs> yeah, that that's not the worst thing he's done, Marty. Um, all right, scary animals. We have the saltwater croc versus the African honeybee. Saltwater croc. It's a badass. Uh, yeah, saltwater croc might. Yeah, that's my pick as well. All right, the five seed advancing to the final. I was going with that too, so. All right, perfect. Um, Clean sweep. All right, so now we have the championship of the scary side or the bad side of the bracket. Now, it's obviously going to be hard to decide these, so you got to kind of think of, is Aaron Hernandez the worst sports villain or is the Saltwater Crocs scarier? Discuss. Um. 
Who would you rather be in a room alone with? <laughs> Neither. Yeah. Aaron I Hernandez might find me cute. Could you throw I a chicken at Aaron Hernandez? And <laughs> I truly think that a saltwater crocodile, salt, saltwater crocodile, could still eat Aaron Hernandez, even if you gave him a gun. I still think. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go saltwater crocodile. I that's more terrifying than dead Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez was only able to kill three people before giving up. Like saltwater crocodile has been doing it for four million years. Like these are the, he's he's laughing at those rookie numbers that Hernandez before is giving out. up. <laughs> before giving up. Uh, <laughs> Marty he f- finally washed his hands. He's like, I'm three is good. I'm hanging it. I'm done. Uh, Marty, no. <clears throat> no, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick the saltwater croc just on. I think there's. I think of the scary animals, he's obviously the best, and I don't think Aaron Hernandez is as much of a villain in Spades compared to saltwater croc over. His competition. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And also, there wasn't the write-in, you know, the, the run-in from somebody in the uh, biggest sports villains, and that was Rudy Gobert. Oh, <laughs> that is yes. true. But that was before this bracket was put out. But he might have been on it. <laughs> Patient zero. All right. So now on the good side of the bracket, we have the jersey matchup. We have the Chargers powder blue against the Netherlands 1988 World Cup. Gotta go Netherlands, right? Okay, let me pick mine, and then Beautiful. Josh can be the tiebreaker. If you're going with Holland, okay. if yeah, if you're going, you're going Netherlands. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's a beautiful uniform. In middle school, uh, I played uh, played football for the Chickahominy Chargers, and we had Raiders colors, but Chargers uniforms. Confusing. It is. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Uh, it's the Netherlands for me. Uh, that Holland kit is just a beast. And like Kyle said, like it does also have shades of that Nigeria kit just like two, three years ago, which was also so excellent. Um, it's just a, a nicer color scheme almost. Um, and like I said, I feel like if you're an athlete and you're like trying to do like a sports magazine or whatever, like it's the, it's the, probably the best kit you can put on to pull off pretty much any fucking fashion shoot you want as well, let alone like play and win games in it. So like, it's the, it's the want, 1988. I would want Watford to adopt that as like their goal, their keeper kit. All right. And now onto the best finishers. This is my most interesting one to me right here. We have the RKO versus the Razor's Edge. I gotta go RKO. I think that he would do that out of the razor's edge. He'd oh, that would be a it. possibility. That'd be neat. <laughs> so he'd have to do like a backflip, like a roll back, and then turn, and then hit the RKO. No, like so, kind of. So when Razor would put him up and start to go down, oh, got he'd it. do like a do like a drop almost, or or a bit of like a just like a tumble and put him into the RKO. <laughs> Yeah, I'm joining him on that. The RKO is so, like he said, like it, they would, they would, they would figure out an unbelievably cool ass move to bring that out of the razor's edge. And not only that, but 
the RKO is probably one of the most protective finishes still, like today. Um, Nobody has been around. Yeah. Like, if you do kick out of it, it's like kicking out of an F5. Like, if you well, as long as you're not Roman or fucking Seth. But yeah, I'm going with, um, I'm going with the RKO. Yeah, I'm going with RKO as well. And to Josh's point, just think of how many shows, how many episodes of Raw or SmackDown have ended with an RKO as like one of the final shots. And he will, it's an equal opportunity finisher too. He will bust it on a woman or a man, you know, so that's nice. Yeah, equality. That's nice. <laughs> All right, so now the good side championship. We have the Netherlands uh, 88 jersey or the RKO. Which one is more badass? Uh, Randy like Orton RKOing somebody in the jersey. <laughs> I don't know that we could do that, but you know that would be the ultimate. What if he's wearing the jersey while giving the RKO? Just peek. Uh, I, I'll pick. That's what I just said, Mike. I thought you said you were, he was giving an RKO to someone wearing the jersey. Well, that would make the jersey less badass. Yeah, no. Marty, well, you're well, wrong. Go I'm misunderstood. I'm going to go with Holland's uh, kit. I'm going to go with an RKO because uh, Randy Orton has definitely RKO of Ric Flair. And Ric Flair would have taken that jersey and thrown it on the ground and elbow dropped it. So, transitive property, the RKO is better than the jersey. I was wondering how you were going to get there. I, me too. I wasn't sure at the beginning. I was a little bit worried he was having a stroke. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the RKO as well. Um, you know, we like. I think it's. I think it's like transitioned out of wrestling into um, like the bigger, wider world. And if you talked about a Netherlands kit, there's not. I'm sure that a lot of people wouldn't recognize that as their kit so i'm going with the rko all right so now we have the championship is the saltwater croc the five seed from the scary animals region more badass than the one seed from the finisher region the rko both of them come out of nowhere oh that's a good they point. do yeah you know what that's the actually... croc will kill you <laughs> so give me the croc silence guys yeah i uh this is a tough one the croc's been coming out of nowhere for millions of years yeah yeah we're gonna use the time again the the he's just got his listen his resume is impeccable uh give me the saltwater croc i think yep i i was gonna go with the same thing like yeah how many RKOs would it take to kill a saltwater crocodile? Like you've got to be, you've got to be thinking like at least a hundred. But here's what would happen: is that at one one point when he's trying to put on that RKO, the croc would turn it into a death roll. Yeah, exactly. It's a schoolboy. It would pin-up. be like the. Uh, it would. It would be not even the schoolboy pinup. He would just kind of change it into the uh, the Shayna Baszler Baszler finisher, like that death roll. <laughs> And just finish him off and send him to sleep with like loads more blood. And water. And water. Drop, and he doesn't drop. even need to be in the water. He can do it outside if he wants to as well. Do you think the, the Apex Predator RKO truly beating the Apex Predator? All right. So the Saltwater Croc is our champion. They went undefeated with no votes against them through the Grizzly Bears, the Great White Shark, the 
African honeybee, Aaron Hernandez, <laughs> and the RKO. What a fantastic bracket. <laughs> I like the mental gymnastics of, of the saltwater crocodile against Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, I'm just trying to like play out scenarios where we ended up having like the mandible claw against Tanya Harding or something like that <laughs> in the final and how it would have gone. <laughs> Vontez perfect against the putt. They both give CTE. (laughs) (laughs) The African honeybee against the punt. Just swinging forever. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) I I think that was uh, that was incredibly successful. Thank you, Kyle, for putting that together. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast to be on Charlotte's number 28 sports podcast featuring a British guy. <laughs> There's no more sports now, so we're actually just now the number one Charlotte uh, the number one Charlotte podcast with the British guy. No, number 28, let's be honest. With that attitude. <laughs> well, honestly, Josh's, uh, Josh's Brighton one is still the sports podcast with the British guy, so that's probably higher than ours. Yeah, that but it's all true. about balance. It's balance that, that he likes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Creative. Excellent. Do you guys uh, want to discuss anything else before we get out of here tonight? So how about that? How about that coronavirus, huh, guys? We gonna play some video games? Are we gonna play I'm video in. games? <laughs> I'm in. Uh, yes. Guys, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please subscribe, uh, rate, review, tell your friends. Uh, we appreciate it, and. But don't touch your friends. Don't, don't touch your friends. Things. Stay inside and enjoy this quarantine. Enjoy uh, it, yes. And be, yeah, listen, just, yeah. You have a, if you have a patio or a deck, feel free. Just don't share it with other people. Later, bitches. Love you, <laughs> Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, God, Corona. Hi, my name's Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And we are the hosts of a statistics and sports podcast called Juicing the Numbers. We cover the NFL, college football, MLB, and the NHL with anything that we like to talk about in between. If you like sports and the numbers behind it, come check out our show, Juicing the Numbers, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at JuicingPOD.